Got me on the speaker. 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 What? As we go live with the Freak Show Jam. What? As we go live with the Freak Show Jam. Woo! I have fricassee open and I forgot why. I forgot how this came up. Either. But can you can you tell me a definition of fricassee? Because you said it earlier, and I was like, I don't think that's it. Can you repeat? Yeah, because because we redid this intro because we got interrupted, and that just I was like, nah, my momentum's gone. We need to start over. Okay, so fricassee. A dish of stewed or fried pieces of meat served in a thick white sauce. The fricassee that I've had is not in white sauce. It's what in red sauce. sauce. It? Okay. Oh. Now that makes me wonder, why is the sauce white versus red? I don't know, baby. Cause see that, that's that I can that that'd be considered a white sauce. Yeah. Even though it's like beige. So now I'm thinking. Let's see. Hmm. Sauce. Sauce. Okay, browned in butter and then served in... It's pieces of meat that have been browned in butter and uh, served in a sauce flavored with with the cooking stock. I was waiting for you to tell me, yeah, it's a no for me. Oh, it is a no for me. It is definitely a no for me. Like, you're not even going to consider. It's like, nope. It's fricassee is made, usually made from chicken, veal, or rabbit. Uh, I've had chicken fricassee. Um, Have you ever had veal? I have not, nor rabbit. Hmm. Um, I, I'm thinking back to like a segment, I think it was on Man Fire Food. Okay. That they were cooking rabbit. And I'm just here like, okay. Mm, poor bugs. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, I get it, you know, it's, you know, it's an animal, so I could see, you know, how, but I don't know. That's not, that's not one of those animals I could do that to. Mm-mm. Like if, if, I, I, at least I wouldn't, I wouldn't order rabbit. No. Now, if you fed me something and it was good, and then you told me after it was rabbit, and you were and you were dead ass, well, I guess I just ate rabbit. Yeah, your reaction will not be so calm though. Your reaction will be. Like, I don't know about all that. If it was good, that's just pure walk. My goodness, acting like I'm twelve or something. Damn, baby. If I eat cheese next to you and I put it in your face, you're like, I don't know what makes you not know that the cheese makes me gag. You know that. The rabbit's not going to make you gag? We used to have a rabbit. That, are you asking if rabbits on their own make me gag? No, or if, if they tell you that, oh, you just ate rabbit. I'll be quite, I'll be quite shocked. You would definitely heave a few times. I don't know about the, I don't know about all that. Okay. Super, super <laughs> Elsie over here making me sound like I'm a cartoon character. Damn. Like in my dreams, I'm a cartoon character, but here I'm a human being. Y'all remember when when we used to think? Did y'all ever think that they were saying human being? Yeah. Yeah, there's human bees and then there's garbanzo bees. <laughs> I can't. I cannot with you. Do you like garbanzos? I don't know. Do you like hummus? 
Yes. You're gonna come and see my Niagara Bonzos? No, you know, no, you won't. Well, maybe. I thought I thought hummus was made from chickpeas. What do you think our bonzos are, baby? They are. They're the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. The more you know. Thank you, baby. But except except with mad judginess, like, gee, this ain't the more you know. This is like. The more I know, and I'm rubbing is, it up in your face. This is like the less you know, the more I'm gonna look at you like this. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. If y'all can see the judginess with which Super LC is looking at me. <laughs> y'all would start to feel that we're not so much of a safe space after all. We're in Florida. We gotta get rid of that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> in Florida, safe spaces lead to... Uh, they, lead to they lead to children who, who, know, who learn CRT... And our commie sympathizers, oh. and um, and what's it called? Some something 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 teachers grooming. Something something teachers grooming. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. How does how does that make you feel? Um, it's very in line with the Q stuff that they want to muddy the waters by applying a term like groomers to just. People teaching my kids something I don't want them knowing. That's not my fault. You got F's in science, dog. Yeah. That's not my fault. Mm. That ain't my fault that you got F's in social studies. People are interesting. People are weird. Also, how are you getting st- how are you getting F's in social studies? N F, maybe a couple F's, but like, how are you getting mad F's in social studies? How are you not interested? I like social studies. Uh, I, I, how, do, how do English speakers be failing English? <laughs> That's my shit from, uh, what's it called? From King of the Hill. An F in English? Bobby, you speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them that much, though, because I think English class was just like a class that they called it just out of tradition. Because in our life, it's more been called language arts. And I, I was never that fond of language arts class. I like language arts. Because, see, the thing is, I like the learning portions, but I felt like there was a ton of busy work. Yeah. I felt like there was a ton of bullshit work in language arts. So, yeah, that was never, uh, while the language part was my forte, the arts. Seguro. The arts in the language was, uh, you know, a little piano. A little piano. Yeah. And I, and I don't just mean the one that Franklin plays in My Wife and Kids. Oh, I like Franklin. Yeah. The annoying little kid. Also, he plays a regular size piano. I just had to use him as an example. <laughs> yeah, apparently, it seems he got hired in part because Noah Gray KB is a pianist. Oh, wow. Yeah. So shout out to Noah Gray KB. He's a good actor. Yeah. And, and while we're at it, shout out to Cleo Thomas, uh, Zero from Holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw him in something recently. I forgot what it was. Oh. But he's dope. Okay. Um, also, Tyler James Williams. They but I mean, on, on, baby. Yeah, we 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 obviously see him in uh, Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. Yes, as 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 um, tied for the best character on the whole show, Greg Greg Eddy. He's a fun character. Hell yeah! You know what? 
the the principal's also out there. She's wild. Oh yeah, she's. I love the actress. I, I the character. Obviously, I'm not especially yeah, fond of, but really I love funny. the actress's portrayal of her. Yeah. Let's see. What's what's the what's the actress's name? Let's find out. Oh, Janelle James. Oh. Yeah. Since since we're here, fuck it. Let's talk about the let's talk about the se- the season premiere. Oh, it was good. The, yeah, the second season just just began. We got an Emmy winning. Quinta Brunson. Yes. That's true. Um, hold up. She, let's see. She was nominated for Outstanding Writing. Oh, she won. Yeah. Bye. Okay, cause, cause it, because the way they worded this, it fucked me up. Baby. It was a whole big deal because Jimmy Kimmel... Like, I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel. Well, I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel either, but it was a big deal because as she's accepting her speech, he basically laid down on the floor next to her like he had died. Because he lost his section. Privileged white man. Oh, damn. And here I was going to praise Jimmy Kimmel because I saw a headline that he 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 went out. He went off on uh, somebody we're going to be talking about a little later. <clears throat> so she I mean, he, he later was- apologized. And he had her on, her sh- on his show. Oh, so he was just being guac? I thought he was being... I thought he was gushing over her. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. He was being guac because he lost. Oh, well. Let's see. Now that we're here. 2022. Wait, but where did... What was his... What's his show? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, um, Hacks. I know I, I know that this name. Paul W. Downs. That's Trey from Broad City. Oh. And he was also the husband, Scarlett Johansson's husband, or fiance, in um, Rough Night. Is it Rough Night? Is it Rough Night? Oh, he was in a miniseries with Alana Glazer, also from, well, I mean, you know, one of the, the mains behind Broad City. Um, Time Traveling Bong. I have to check that. Yeah, it's Rough Night. Oh, and that's crazy. He and his wife wrote it together. Oh. And she directed it. Lucia Aniello. Okay, cool. All right, that was a good movie. I liked it a lot. Never heard of it. You never heard of Rough Night? Nope. See, this came out at the same time as Girls Trip. So, I'm sure this was, like, referred to as the white girl's trip. Ah. Yeah. Because it's got Scarlett. It's got Kate McKinnon. Um, Oh. Yeah. I like her. Star awesome. I I got put on to Kate McKinnon for her portrayal of of Iggy Azalea. (laughs) And here they have her playing playing an Australian, too. Uh, Jillian Bell from Workaholics. Alonda Glazer, who she's dope in everything she does. When did you see his movie? I saw it in theaters actually with Liam. When did you see that? When did that come out? Uh, twenty seventeen. So yeah, I think this was actually uh like I think this came out like right before, right before we uh, got together. <gasps> and Zoe Kravitz too. I said it last episode, and I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate you having a whole damn life without me. Well, baby. You're going to... Since we do all these Marvel uh, Marvel conversations, I'm going to blow your mind. 
I saw Iron Man <gasps> in theaters. No, you didn't. I did. You know what? I saw Iron Man last week at Disneyland. <laughs> Fuck, I went. Damn, you doing? <laughs> it was a nice uh, week. It was a week before. I saw, what is it? Uh, Iron Man 2 in theaters. Iron Man 3 in theaters. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final Freak Show podcast episode. (laughs) I am done. Super Elsie has completed her evolution into Guacasaurus Rex. <laughs> Guacasaurus Rex. It's a combination of both of us. Don't be the Guacar the Rex. <laughs> Alright, so what was Kimmel nominated for? Jimmy Kimmel. Quinta Brunson. Oh, you gonna watch it? Watch it, watch it. It's a whole lot of guacness. And I'm a Guacasaurus. I'm trying to see the, uh... Oh, okay. So, in response to, I guess, him doing the dumb comedy bit, as they're quoting it, she interrupted his monologue to do her speech redo, which I think is fire. Yep. I'm sure they talked about it beforehand, because it's Jimmy Kimmel. He's not just going to let himself be interrupted uh, on his show. But yeah, fuck it. Let's see if we can find it. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so they're going to cut to the clip. Is that Will Arnett trying to move uh yep. trying to move Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy, wake up, I won. Jimmy? Okay, hold on. Um Now, that was a <sighs> What does he say? Hold on, let's play with comedy bit that um, we thought it would be funny. I lost and then I drank too much and I had to be dragged out on the stage. Mm-hmm. And then people got upset. Um, they said I stole your moment, and because um, you kind of did. did. And I'm very sorry if I did do that. I'm sorry I did do that, actually. And That's also, the last thing I would ever want to do is upset you because I think so much of you, and um, and I, you know, I think you know that. I hope you know that. I do. Well, Jimmy, let me just say thank you. It is very kind of you to say that. I honestly was in such a moment of just having a good time. Like I won my first Emmy. I was up there, like you know, happy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that this drunk man is lying down over here. Let him bring more drunk people up. I don't know. I didn't see any of that. I saw I saw you and I saw Will Arnett and my Emmy and I was just like, oh my God, I'm having so much fun. But thank you. Oh my God, Bojack Horseman is, drag, is trying to drag Jimmy Kimmel off. Goodness. I'm sorry. I mean, the weird doctor from uh from that one episode of Parks and Recreation. That's right. He is that weird doctor. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, the guy from Let's Go to Prison. He's all those things. <laughs> you know what? Will Arnett's actually kind of good. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of his, but but he's fun. I think he's definitely supposed to annoy you in a bunch of his roles. Mm, he does a good job. Yeah, 
It's like Rob Corddry. Rob Corddry is so good at playing those roles that are going to get on your last nerve. Yeah, I can't stand him. Yeah, he, um... My, the first time I ever saw him was as, a uh, as Agent Fox in Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. He's a complete prick. He's, he's literally in there just being a caricature of, you know, what these anti-immigrant Republicans are. And he accuses, um... He accuses the Indian Kumar Patel of being a member of Al Qaeda, and the South Korean American—well, uh, I mean, you know, Indian American uh, Kumar Patel—and the South Co- South Korean American. Uh, damn, what is Harold's last name? Harold and Kumar. Harold Lee. Uh, of being North Korean and and uh, at that of being a North Korean spy. Oh, this is the first one. I know, but I'm trying to see what they look like. Oh, yeah. yeah John Cho and Cal Penn. I have to imagine this movie, the the these two movies, or there's three movies actually. I think he was part of the. He was working with the Obama administration. Yeah, yeah, Cal Penn, yeah. Yeah. He was the. Because he was also very good in um, designated survivor. Oh word. Yeah. Yeah. What was he? He was the one of the White House Office of Public Engagement. He was the principal associate editor. Yeah. Um. And then he, it's crazy how TV works because they had to kill off his character in House. Mm. But then he, he left his post, he, he, he left the, the position briefly to, uh, to shoot the third Harold and Kumar movie. Mm-hmm. But then, then he had a recurring role in How I Met Your Mother. And he left the office, it seems like, permanently for that. Um, not saying he should have stopped, because, I mean, to be honest, I was actually, when I found this out, <laughs> as a 16-year-old, the first thing I was worried about was, wait, whoa, is he going to stop acting? <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to him for, he's also taught at UPenn in the Cinema Studies program nice. as a visiting lecturer. So shout out to Cal Penn, and, and while we're at it, as far as um, as far as entertainers who have become so renowned in their craft that they're also uh, lecturers uh, at universities, be it for be it for a class or just uh, assisting with a class. Ninth Wonder, the producer, and Bun B, the rapper. Mm. Uh, Bun B at Rice University. Ninth Wonder. Uh, let's see. North Carolina Central University artist in residence. Oh, along with Play from Kid and Play. Oh, cool. And um, co-teaching a class called Sampling Soul. Yo, they're t- they're teaching classes about sampling. Wow. That's that's the shit. You know why? Because chances are they're also teaching you about the legalities of sampling. Which, that's, a, that's such a huge thing. 
And the way that people talk about like how sampling was created with hip hop, sampling in the way that we know it today, yes, was created with hip hop. But deriving themes from other music has always has been a thing a thing since music has been a thing. Ever since we realized, hey, that banging actually, you know, if I do that, you know, if I time it right, that should that should actually kind of bop, you know. Actually, you know, do a little like do a little dance to that. What's a dance? I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> What's a dance? Yeah, yeah, we're going way back. <laughs> but you know, like so, and the fact that sampling has had so much controversy, with the fact that, um unfortunately a lot of artists have unwittingly violated copyright infringements mm. just out of just because of being creative just they, they just didn't know or they didn't know how to do it legally i remember um note to self the final track on on 2014 forest hills drive j cole mm-hmm. he does like a 10 minute intro or outro the way the same in the same vein as uh my first song by Jay-Z and Last Call by Kanye uh from their oath from Black Album and College Dropout respectively where he's given all the he's given all the thank yous basically but there's a bit where J. Cole also talks about how he wants to take it to take it to Congress uh to make you know to to make look basically to help make it easier for people to sample because there should be a more legal like a an easier legal process where the artists who own that music should be able to get compensated but there should still be an easier legal channel for the artist being creative to be creative okay so i really like that and this is at duke university that ninth wonder uh had been teaching this i don't know if he is still but oh and he he at least has taught a course called Intro to Hip Hop Production, which I think that's important too. Especially now that hip hop is the zeitgeist, basically. Hip hop is the most listened, the most consumed genre. I think it, they generally lump it in with, with R&B as the most consumed genres. But I mean, yeah, those, those are the most consumed genres, uh, you know, since... And they said it was firmly since, like, the mid-20-teens, but I would argue at least since, like, the latest year I'd give them is 2008. That's really the year that it feels like things started to really... 08, 09, 10. Okay. Really shift, because before that, you still saw, like, a ton of rock in the... Like, I don't mean, like, you still see a ton of rock. And you should, you should, I, I, I want to see every genre. Um, even if I don't want to hear all of them. But like, it should, would, not it should. Um, it felt like uh, in our earlier adolescences that rock was still the dominant genre, right? Yeah. But it definitely feels like that shifted. Yeah. And I think that i also think that in the later part of my high school time that a lot of electronic music was being really pushed to the forefront 
Okay, y'all. Um, hip hop is hip hop music has been is still racialized to this day, mm-hmm. in a way that rock just no longer is, in a way that jazz just no longer is. Um, I think that. Yes, it was a hey, it was it was a boost. It was a boosted time for that kind of music. But I think that was also in response to how important hip hop was becoming. I think that it became it became a real interest in a lot of program directors and a lot of radio stations to keep hip hop more of a niche thing and to still have for hip hop to be you know, the black people's music, the people, the music for the, the urban shit. And for, you know, there be there to be the mainstream shit, you know, for all the people, which really means for their white audience. I mean, you get that when you have radio stations that literally say all the hits without the rap. What the fuck is that? You've mentioned that. Where have you heard that? This was this Delaware station. It's because I became aware of, like, stations that do that. And I was like, no fucking way they really do that. So I, I, I went looking for it. I, I want to say, say it was Delaware. If, if it wasn't Delaware, it was Maryland. But straight up, the, the tag was, whatever the station is, all the hits without the rap. And it's not like stations down here don't do that. Mm-hmm. They don't say it because they can't. <laughs> Imagine Power ninety six saying that. Now, well, Power ninety six is you know they 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 pride themselves on being I guess an, a more general urban station. So, but imagine imagine Y one hundred saying that. Mm. They no they would they would go they would go bankrupt. They would they would be gone tomorrow. They would be profusely apologizing tomorrow, and people wanting to shut them down still. Anyway, you know you know uh, the day after. Um, but what's it called? Yeah, it just kind of fucks me up. But I, I, I do, I do genuinely think that because of the way hip hop is still racialized, and um, also because people are still like really enamored with like the dangerous elements of hip hop. Like I remember I remember my sister and I uh hanging out with like some coworkers of hers. And we were talking about OG Mako and Future. You remember OG Mako? No. Bitch, you guessed it. Woo! Oh yeah. You was right. Um I ain't gonna lie, that shit was hot. That shit was hot. I was a little I was a little faded at this party that we at the the first time I heard that. It was just so weird and so like <laughs> it just worked. I remember him uh criticizing Future because of his lyrical content. Because of the the way that Future glorifies drugs. And yeah, sure, there's a discussion to be had, but generally, and I don't know if this has changed. I have I actively avoid Future's music cuz I I don't like it. I really don't like it. It's just not for me. If you like future, whatever. I don't. Um, but I, I remember, um, you know, we 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 you know talked about that and um, how 
I, I remember us bringing that in particular up, that, that whole OG Mecco uh, criticizing future. And they seemed to, they seemed, they, they were like, they, they seemed to find it like so dope that Future's response was see me in the streets. And it's just like, okay. I guess. Like, that, that's Cash Me Outside before Cash Me Outside. Yeah. That's whack. Yeah. And, and to his credit, Future has said, has at least tried to explain it as kind of a Hove did that so hopefully you don't have to go through that kind of a thing you know like uh, I do this this is this is the lifestyle I live you know I I I, I do this so that you know if you if you don't do if you don't do that do that kind of stuff if you don't do those drugs that's cool listen to listen to me you can feel like you want drugs which whatever <laughs> it's not explicitly promoting drugs even though it's a pretty transparent cop out <laughs> But you know. Uh uh uh, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, we we really deviated from Abbott Elementary. <laughs> the article that I saw had Abbott spelled with one T. I was like, okay, I guess. Mm-mm. Um. But yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for this upcoming season. Me too. What is it that it's it, the episodes are out? It's Wednesdays. Oh okay. Yeah, um, today's yeah it's Wednesdays. Okay, cool. I think it was mad fucked up in in the in the season premiere. Spoilers! Pew pew pew. You got Ava doing a um. A freaking tailgate party, for an Eagles game, in the parking lot. Where uh, teachers are supposed to be able to park their cars, so you so you. Uh, she just bothersome. She just bothersome because it feels like she's just like with the clout. She's for the clout. I wish she would have gone to New York instead of Tariq. So yeah, Janine wasn't able to uh, get into her spot, and then her shit got booted for tickets that Tariq didn't pay, that she somehow didn't realize would fall onto her car, because he didn't have a car of his own. I don't, I don't know how you think that works differently. Yeah. I'll tell you, with that kind of thinking, she must have been from New York City. Yeah. That's right. So, um, before we just go into our, our big topic here, uh, I see a post here. Uh, Crowds of students have begun to walk out of Northern Virginia schools in protest of Governor Yunkin's proposed restrictions on transgender students' rights. Um, there was a video I was watching um, on basically some... You know, some Republican who's just consumed in what they, in the in the the culture war and the talking points, and she was saying at a town hall what she wants them to focus on. Which and is? while I don't remember everything she said, it was very much like border and trans students related stuff. How original. Yeah. 
and and she was well like the student stuff wasn't just uh, trans students it was basically the all the all, all the shit that she 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 might as well have just said everything that DeSantis is doing all of you should be doing yeah so let's talk about what DeSantis is doing now by now you had to have heard of what's going on but just in case just in case you were waiting for us to uh, give you the rundown. Bring and it. if you were, you're awesome for that. Bring it. Um, so. DeSantis, I guess, really was envious of the way that Greg Abbott, who is the governor of a border state and thus is primed to take advantage of the border talking points that the Republicans do. Didn't he fly, um, didn't he fly like 50 immigrants or something like that to D.C.? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I can't believe that shit went over the radar, because I don't think we talked about it. Did we? I feel like we didn't, Abbott. I think, didn't it happen like during the same week? Trip. No, this was months ago. Oh. I think we did, though. And if we didn't, whoops. Yeah. No, but I, I guess so. He guess he he also is gonna bust some more people to Kamala Harris's home. Now, this of course comes, you know, partially off the heels of Jeanette Nunez, uh, her comments on sending immigrants to Delaware. We know that wasn't her idea. She just can't. She just couldn't. I I guess she just couldn't resist. I don't know enough about her to to do the whole Trump read on her. We know Trump. We know what a we know the particular piece of shit that Trump is. We know the particular piece of shit that DeSantis is. But a lot of these people who aren't on the front, who aren't you know front and center, they get to hide. They get to pretend that they're different types of piece of shit, that they're more tolerable or more um, more acceptable types of piece of shit. So. Hmm. I, I don't even know where I want to begin. Fascist DeSantis was born in a loving home. There we go. So, um... I was ready to give you a whole story there. Oh, you can. Go for it. Okay, while you look for that. Fascist DeSantis was born in a loving home to two loving parents... But one night, he wanted cereal with milk. He found cereal, but no milk. And that was the day he went from an innocent little boy to an authoritarian in the making. Damn. Dung, dung, dung. It's like that food critic in Ratatouille. Yeah. But worse. But worse, yeah. Basically... We got, apparently it's 48. I thought it was 50, but apparently it's 48. We, I get it. We round to 50. 48 uh, migrants who, they, they did not just jump the border. Nothing like that. They went, they're going through the process. They literally all have asylum hearings scheduled. All of them had asylum hearings, a political asylum hearings scheduled. So they were all very much here legally. They got here. They turned themselves in, and they 
they said they're seeking political asylum. They got a hearing. with a, they, they got a date for a hearing. That is legal. For everybody who talks about... Every time somebody wants to get on somebody, they, they talk about the right way. And then you tell them it's the right way, and that's how you expose... They just don't want them here to begin with. So anybody, anytime somebody's telling you the right way... Please, please let them know this is the right way when please you're seeking political asylum. Yeah, yeah, right that, that too. Before, before you even say shit, what's the right way? Yeah, somebody the other day was having a conversation. They're like, "Oh, because people don't come here the right way. They're coming illegal." I was like, "What is the right way, though?" Oh, you know, you have to wait, but you know, seeking asylum is legal. You have to wait for what? For yourself to for yourself to get smoked? Mm-mm. You're seeking political asylum because it's not safe to be in your country, right? Right. So yeah, please please don't fall for shit like that. We, I mean, if you if y'all who listen, you know, so much shit is through a right wing lens that when you bring common sense, it's like you're blowing somebody's mind. And I don't mean I mean that even to some to people who are sincerely asking questions. Even people who really want to know stuff, you're blowing their mind because they've been taught bullshit. We've been taught bullshit our whole our whole lives. And the thing about that is that it's not always clear bullshit. It's bullshit mixed in with the truth that's been twisted to make their bullshit look like the truth. And to make the the full reality look like, nah, that can't be. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, we had somebody named Perla, who we don't know who she worked for. But she was basically being... Yeah, she was basically uh, recruiting... Is recruiting even the the term? But she but she was assigned to recruit people. We don't know for whom she works. Okay. But um here we go. And he takes credit for these are Venezuelan and uh Colombian immigrants, by the way. At least the, the, the most updated info that we have is that they're Venezuelan, they're, they were a mix of Venezuelan and Colombian immigrants. Again, all of whom had asylum dates or asylum hearing dates. So, um, these, these 48 people were recruited with brochures that suggested not even suggested. These brochures indicated that they were going to be given months of, of, of financial assistance as far as housing, food, uh, good, uh, like help finding a job. Literally all the things that anybody who wants to be a contributing member of society and happens to be in a new fucking country wouldn't, would want and need. These people don't want to just mooch. They want to work. Mm-hmm. Also, side note, let's keep it real. According to statistics and the studies, they have shown that white American 
are the ones that mostly rely on government support and benefits. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Continue. No, don't be sorry. 44% at least is the last figure that we that I remember seeing. But that that is the plurality, and that's very close to being half. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention that immigrants far and away commit less crimes than than citizens. Mm-hmm. Far and away. Because they have a lot to lose. Yeah. Like Adina from The Bold Type. Yes. Which we just started watching. Yeah, nice, nice full circle, baby. Thank you. Well, I watched already the everything, but just started watching with Bay here. Yeah, it's interesting. Yay. It's definitely very guac in the freeform style. It's it's very much like. What did you expect from me, Guacosaurus? <laughs> I love you. I love you. So um, let's see here. So they're promised all this stuff. They, they're put on planes. Mind you, these, these people were in, were in, uh, in Bear County. And in, in basically by or in the city of San Antonio in Texas. Mm, mm, mm. Now, last I checked, Texas is not in Florida. So, yeah, you kind of wonder how, uh, how, how DeSantis is even involved, right? Mm-hmm. So he flies them. He charters these two, these two planes. Uh, I already forgot the name of the the name of the company, Vertol Systems Inc. They uh they fronted this basically. They went from San Antonio to somewhere in Florida to get fuel to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, the upscale slash tourist location. We we never we hear of rich people having parties there. We don't hear of anything else there, do we? I don't. No. I remember uh, something about Alan Dershowitz complaining that he wasn't getting invited to to parties by his friends on Martha's Vineyard, because <laughs> of the because of the weirdo books he writes and the weirdo perspectives that his fans have because of his weirdo shit and his weirdo self. How dare he! So as we go on, we see that um, the appointee father that uh, the article was referring to is we got State Representative Jay Trumbull Jr., who is a. I th- he's the uh, okay. He's the appropriations committee uh, chair for the Florida, uh, I guess, state senate. No, state rep- the state house. And um, let's see. So the state appropriated twelve million in COVID nineteen relief. Where's that going, by the way? But uh, looks like six hundred and fifteen thousand of that was put towards these flights. Interesting. Yeah. What a way to spend all that money. Yeah, that taxpayer money. Huh. Yeah, because I remember, uh, you know, what I was what I was thinking about as far as I, I was thinking, you know what, my tax dollars are not going towards enough shit. I want that to go towards. Putting some immigrants in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, obviously nobody wanted to. 
So, um, the whole thing was, and this is from, from some accounts, is that they were put there, obviously, with again, with these promises of help. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were sent there, it seemed like at, in the middle of the night. And, um, and again, Martha's Vineyard is not like a city or anything. It's more of like a resort kind of thing. And so they don't exactly have the services that say, I don't know. The city of Boston would have. So, these people had to be sent to Boston. The community... This this whole stunt was to make DeSantis look strong on the border. Even though his entire border, except for Georgia and Alabama, is the sea. <laughs> it's the fucking Gulf of Mexico, the Straits of Florida, and the Atlantic Ocean. None of that is Mexico. But it's Cuba. Oh, but he would never do this to Cubans. Uh, we'll, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. We'll get but to that know, in a sec. But you know, it's interesting. He's like all impe- worried about the borders. And he's like, oh, you know, border patrols. But he doesn't really talk about the Coast Guards. Because of the Cuban voters. And oh. Yeah, see, and that's a big thing. So, uh, what was going on was that, again, they're there with, they they get there, they're expecting to be helped, they're met with a photo op for Fox News. Mm -hmm. Fox News got, it was exclusive footage for Fox News, so that Fox News could help him run this freaking, this, this PR campaign, I guess. So, it was never about helping these people. And it becomes clearer and clearer the more the more we find out that it was all about uh, they 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 sent it to Martha's Vineyard. What do you what do you what kind of people do you think of when you think of Martha's Vineyard? Think of think of a bunch of rich people, right? Right. So he was anticipating for them to be treated with hostility, and for there to be an outcry of. What is this? Why'd you send them here? We can't help them. What are we supposed to do? That is not what he got. Nope. Tell us what he got, baby. Tell us what he got. Oh, gosh. So, um, shout out to the people in Massachusetts because the, the community in Martha's Vineyard helped these people get to mainland. And once on the mainland, the people there... Help them get some fucking services. And basically expose this shit for what it is. Now, who... There's somebody in... um, You know, actually, we'll get to that in a sec. But... um, Yeah, it was a whole... The community came together. The sanctuary area that he wanted to... He wanted to make the sanctuary cities look like, oh, they're just a bunch of elites who don't really care... Well, they showed that they care. Mm-hmm. They showed that they at least don't want these people to starve and die. So, shout out to the people of Massachusetts. Um, shout out to the fact that they did not let uh, DeSantis's stunt, you know be a success, even though they're going to portray it as a success on right-wing media anyway. Or they already are, really. 
their whole thing is, oh, they, these elites, they don't want these people here. See, we don't want them here, but neither do you. And, and yet they went to help. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, they know something interesting happened. Aside from the people being helped, a nice suit a lawsuit came that's true a bunch of them are pressing civil charges yep against who against desantis <laughs> because they were deceived and they were essentially trafficked oh yeah for sure they were this this is trafficking this is human trafficking come on he treated these people but i found actually some more out with the um Basically, the investigation, because there's also an investigation from somebody in Massachusetts. I, I didn't get, I didn't quite get whom. And a sheriff in San Antonio. Yep. Let's actually look him up. Sheriff San Antonio. Oh, and he's getting threats. Who's getting threats? The sheriff. Javier Salazar. How dare he go against one of the whitest men in Florida. Right. Let's see. So they were lured onto the planes under false pretenses that may violate the law. Um, yeah, also, also lists that they... Some of the people transported were um, promised jobs and lodging. Mm -hmm. So they filed a class action lawsuit. Um, They alleged that he and his his accomplices, he being DeSantis, and his accomplices engaged in a premeditated, fraudulent, and illegal scheme centered on exploiting these, uh, these immigrants for the sole purpose of advancing their own personal, financial, and political interests. Yeah. Absolutely. I see no lie. So here's the thing. He pushed back again. Here's the thing that I, that I found out. I'm glad they point, they pointed it out here. He tried to say that um, that the, uh, the state budget sets aside $12 million to fund a program transporting people unlawfully pre- present in the, in the U.S., yeah, but these were already in the in the process for what is it for for asylum. asylum. They literally had asylum hearings. They were here legally. Oh, that's gonna hit them in the face. Oh yeah. Uh, the talking point for sure is gonna be nowhere. Um, let's see. Oh, and we have Jason Pizzo, a state senator, a state senator from here, who's a Democrat. He's going to file a lawsuit against DeSantis to block migrant transportation from Texas. Oh. The provision cited by the governor was only intended to relocate migrants out of Florida, not other states. And remember, these people began in Texas. Uh, And that's as far as we know. Uh, They could have... San Antonio is not terribly far from New Mexico. It's on. It's on the west. It's on the west western part of the state. Mm-hmm. So, these people could have come in. Uh, say they they could have gotten to say Las Cruces or somewhere in New Mexico, where 
you know, that's that's just where they got in. Mm. They, they they turned themselves in to seek political asylum, and it was just easier to trans easier to get them, you know, an appointment in in San Antonio. I don't know. I could I could be very wrong. It could just be a state thing. Um. So yeah, I. I I hope these I hope these civil suits go somewhere. I I really hope they do too. The criminal one, I don't know. Yeah, but DeSantis is popular and powerful. He got money. He got a lot of. He clearly got a, a lot of the uh, Republican establishment on his side for I, being. I, um, hate, I hate his stupid ass commercials. I hate his stupid ass smile. Yo, his commer- the way he uses people of color as props. Yeah. And just as talking points too. Like it it's I, I, I saw this commercial of his where he's talking about a uh the, the it's a woman who she lost her son. Uh I forgot if he was hit in an in a car accident. I think he was hit in a car accident. Okay. And I feel for her, man. But like she says a twice deported illegal killed her son in a car accident. And it's like who who even who even talks like that? Something that's staged. Like Do we know if she really lost her son? Because I'm gonna be that person. I no, I I do I really wanna believe she really did lose her son, and I mean again, I feel for her, but it's just that You'd you'd want the focus to be on your son, right? Oh, a twice deported illegal uh, is the reason that my son is dead, and so now I want a tighter border. Really? Because any person with some sense would just want, I don't know, them to be tougher on that particular kind of crime? Yeah. Maybe look into what happened, maybe... You know, my landscaper did a really bad job, so I think we need to have tighter borders. It's that's it's it's, he, it's two steps away from that, yeah. He's a citizen. Well, his family's here legally. They're, they're all second generations Mexican Americans. Yeah, a lot of Karens. So this is this is and this is this is what I mean by the they he they get you with something that's you know that tugs at the heartstrings. But it's so like egregiously missing the point that it takes you out of it. Like oh whoa. It's like a splash of water in my face after that, after that freaking shot of absinthe. And another one where um, I think I mentioned this one already, where this mother, and 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 he he just had to get somebody who was you know he he got his he got his black uh his black woman covered so for this one he he used a Hispanic woman. Um, looks like she looks a little more like uh, either white or indigenous. And uh, talks about how him reopening the schools, oh, because it, it, because before they were before they were back open, it was just such a strain on us. It was just such a strain on us. <laughs> you shouldn't have had children then. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that one I don't feel bad for them at all. <sighs> what are you even talking about? Like when you watch that shit, it, it makes no sense. Like y'all forgot that he hid numbers, right? Y'all forgot that um the what's it called? The the poison the poison one from from District One. Poison. 
Yeah, you you remember who his opponent is? The person who got fired for exposing numbers that DeSantis was hiding regarding deaths from COVID. That's that shit that y'all say is just like the flu, even though your dear leader literally said in private that it's at least five times worse than your strenuous flu. And you know, you know, it's it's when he's when he's ta- when he's doing his whole forties guy speech, because because Donald Trump is just a forties guy who is just his toxicity is just perfect for this time, uh, for at least weirdos in this time. But he's a forties guy, and he talks like a fucking forties guy. He knows that shit was deadly, is deadly. He still wants credit for the for the vaccine, even as he gets booed for it. Did you hear about the new bill that they just passed? Which one? Um, they passed a new bill. I think it's a bill that um, basically says that if your loved ones are in a hospital, they can't ban you for not seeing them anymore. And this was because during the pandemic, a fucking contagious pandemic, people were being isolated and a lot of you know loved ones died alone. So now there's a new bill that no hospital can decline your access to being next to your loved one. You know what? If you really want to be next to someone who's dying from a, a contagious virus, go right ahead. Here, I'll prepare two more slots instead of one. Am I awful for thinking that? No, not at all. And this is one of those things that you can't just blame one set of people for this. We are so weird about... We've been, we've been so weird this whole time about the masks about set about social distancing and it's because we're so sensitive about what that says about us as individuals and and, and oh, am i weak what am i, am I weak because you know for this uh for 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 letting this virus this this fucking virus just uh dictate how i live i'm well, an american you, damn it well you know what i'm an american too but i'm gonna be wearing my mask and i'll be getting as many boosters as i can just because you know who's weak? Your fuck ass who got sick with a little tiny cough. And it's um, what is it? It, it, it? I even think of like when Buster Rhymes was talking about fuck your mask, like on stage, fuck your mask. We need to communicate. Okay. Uh, the the I think what I think is the really weak minded shit to do is to follow people's talking points. That that's just people wanting to, oh, oh, what are we going to do? Just wear masks forever? Oh, people are so paranoid. They're so paranoid. You know, it's interesting that in Asia, in particular, like Japan, they, um, when somebody has a regular cold, they will wear a mask out of common courtesy to not spread their germs. But, you know, let's be assholes because we're American. No, we don't have time for that. Oh, yeah, I will yeah. continue wearing my masks. I don't give a shit at this point. Mm-mm. Leave me proud of my mask, baby. I'm saying it actually reminds me of something I saw. Um, one of my favorite channels, the Cavernacle, was talking about it. Um, the Babylon Bee, which apparently started off as like a Christian version of the Onion. Okay. That was probably unfunny then too. Uh, the Onion is actually subtle and uh, clever. (laughs) 
So we have, um, oh, then it got bought out by basically just outward conservatives and it became this just conservative unfunny mess. So here's a skit from the Babylon Bee about some Californians moving to Texas. Because everybody's moving from California to Texas because so much more freedom in Texas. And oh my gosh, California, the, Calif the, the Socialist Republic of California. Ah! Here we go. Los Angeles. Just moved to Texas. I figured. Oh, the California plates? Oh, yeah, the masks. Inside your own house. No one else around. 2022. <laughs> we did. As if, as if it's all over. Just want to be extra safe. Feel naked without masks. We'll probably wear them for the rest of our lives. I live in that house over yonder. The name's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. I'm Tiffany. She, her. And I'm Steve. He, him. What are your pronouns? Baby, he has a gun. Oh, call the cop. I'm recording you. No, no, no. Recording. It's okay. It's okay. Just my sidearm. Everybody here has a gun. Sorry. We don't really like guns. There's a lot of crime where we're from. I understand. There's not a lot of crime here. Why? Because everybody here has a gun. I, I don't think I can live... Yeah, that's how crime works. Um, wh where are they supposed to live now? Texas. What part of Texas? Who cares? Hmm. Texas. <laughs> the whole thing is to make a caricature of California and to make Texas seem like it's a whole, uh, you know, utopian. Oh my goodness. Y'all realize there's still mad crime in Texas too, right? Yep. It, it's not like California is some anomaly. Interesting enough, they saw a 5% increase just in uh, from 2019 to 2020. Mm -mm. Huh. And then there's a 30% increase. You know why there's less crime in less packed areas? A, because there's less people. And, um... Oh, are you ready? Go for it. Texas is the 15th highest violent crime. <laughs> Has the, yeah, the, the 15th highest violent crime rate among states. Wow. Okay, but yeah, so, okay, so everyone California, has a fucking gun. Is California, what, like, the next one up? Um, let me see where California is. California is... Because let's, let's be real, it is probably higher. California is actually number 16. Yo, shout out to California, never mind. Yeah. Actually, can, can we go down some of those? Can we go uh, 1 to 20? Just, just uh, sure. lightning no, through them? Number 1, we got... Okay, so... Apparently, number one is Alaska. Number one in crime? Yeah. Huh. But I've heard a lot of things about Alaska. Alaska, there's a part of the year that the sun doesn't go out, go down. It's daylight all day. Yeah. Um, Just as well, there's a part of the year that it's all, that's all night, right? Correct. So there's also a lot of... The population is very small. So, I mean... I want to say it's like... It's definitely bottom 10 as far as populated states. Yeah. It's not as few people as Wyoming. So that might easily be... I mean, the population is small, so that might be why it's ranked up high. Because the small population, you're really... That's true. Um, 
the sample that you're testing is smaller. The, when your denominator is smaller, the number you come out with is going to be, the fraction you come out with is going to be larger. Yeah. Look at us, math whiz. Hey! Yeah. Hype! Number two, New Mexico. Wow. I would not have guessed that. Number three, Tennessee. <laughs> that, I, that, I, that I could have guessed. Number four, Arkansas. Yeah. Is it Arkansas or Arkansas? Arkansas. You know it's Arkansas. But there's an extra S at the end. It's French. Yeah, there's also... Arkansas. Arkansas. Number five, Louisiana. Um, no. People are hurting in Louisiana. And Arkansas has, like, some of the worst housing condition like as far as as far as no it's it's some of the worst homelessness in this country well it goes back to what we've always said if you have crime rates that are so high it's because there are resources that are not being met resources that are being needs that are being met resources that are lacking all the states that you've named so far except for new mexico have long been controlled by republicans missouri number six Republicans. South Carolina, number seven. Mm. South Dakota, number eight. Christy Noem couldn't help herself. Arizona, number nine. Yeah, Ari- see, that's another thing is that that's why they that's why they make so many try to make so many laws like against casinos because ale- they they allege that there's a huge link between casinos and crime, and I guess they use Las Vegas as that model. Mm. All right, where are we? Wait, you, wait, you said Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Las Vegas is in Nevada, my oh, bad. Oh, well, well, we're coming up. Michigan. Michigan, number 10. Michigan has long had, ever since the ever since the job market dried up there, crime has skyrocketed. So we're talking about decades now. Montana. That's just funny. Nevada. Yep, what I said about uh, casinos. Oklahoma. Sounds about right. Alabama. Hmm. Texas. Mm. California. Wow. Delaware. Oh. Illinois. Now that is interesting. Oh, Illinois actually, that's another one where jobs have just been bad for decades, so yeah. Kansas. Kansas. I, I think there's just not a lot not a lot of people there, but you'd be surprised actually. There's mad there's more people there than in the than in the Dakotas. Not not put together, I don't think. But. Colorado. Hmm. North Carolina. Oh, wait. You said 1 through 20, right? I'm going to go on the list. North Carolina. Let's go to 30. Georgia. Maryland. Pennsylvania. Florida. New York. Indiana. West Virginia. I want to go to 50. Oh, okay. Yo, no. The fact that Florida and New York are right next to each other, <laughs> that says that really says a lot. Because didn't all the problems that were in New York turn out to be the same fucking problems happening in, uh, in Florida? Yep. The same shit that Cuomo got disgraced for? Uh, DeSantis should be disgraced for? Yeah. DeSantis just hasn't harassed anybody that we know of, or... He hasn't har- he hasn't sexually harassed anybody. No. It's very clear that he's professionally harassed people. Yeah. We've seen him do it. He flagrantly does it. He clearly likes doing it. Okay, what did I say? North Dakota? Uh, I think so. Wisconsin with the 31 spot. Massachusetts 32. Wow. Ohio 33. Iowa 34. 
Washington, 35. Oregon, 36. Mississippi, 37. Minnesota, 38. Utah, 39. You know Shout out to Mississippi, actually. Because, see, I'm here, I'm here thinking, like, need has to be off the charts over there. Because aren't they literally currently going through a water crisis? Yeah, yeah. So, did you get to 50? I'm sorry. No. Go ahead. Uh, we left off at uh, Minnesota, 38. Utah, 39. Kentucky is 40. Hawaii, 41. Idaho, 42. Hmm. Wyoming, 43. Rhode Island, 44. Virginia, 45. New Jersey, 46. Connecticut, 47. Vermont, 38. New Hampshire, 49. And rank 50 is Maine. Wow. But see, what... What was the exact statistic that we were going down? We were going down the statistics of violent crimes. This is... I'm sorry. Uh, total violent crimes. Total violent crimes? And when? From, in 2020. In 2020. Wow. Yeah. So I'm giving you like a... You know, about two years. Yeah. Oh, since 2020 or in 2020? In 2020. Oh. That's not bad. Oh, two years ago. Okay. Yeah, what do you yeah. think? You know the other day. You said two years, so yeah. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, two years ago. Okay. The other day, I'm sorry. The other day, I was like, oh, what year are we in? 22, 23, 24? I was like, I've lost. Still 22. I'm sorry, it's still 2018 to me. So that is interesting. Um, but I guess, yeah, that erases, um, you know, stuff that happened in 2021 and 22 because that didn't happen yet. Yeah. Um, what it does kind of show, though, is where did shit fall right apart? Basically, in those top 10 states, things fell apart right away. And in the bottom 10, they kept it together pretty well. Yeah. This I consider to be because the thing is. There, there can it's. It's no one thing. Because even need, that's a broad thing. But it's unmet needs. It's, uh, it's, unmet, it's, it's unmet physical needs, unmet psychological needs, unmet just tangible needs that, I didn't, that, that those two don't cover. Um, you know, if somebody has a, a decent job that's paying them well and not working too hard, what the fuck crime are they going to commit? Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, it's, de- it's definitely a proportion kind of thing too, as far as like population density, because if less people, people, people constantly talk about how, like, like, especially, um, there just has to be a conversation of not going you know, in extravagant, like with extravagant jewelry, mm-hmm. like with, with the, the whole thing with PNB Rock, the, the conversation has been, um, don't be, don't go to, don't, don't be going to, to the hood with, with you, with like your jewelry on. I, I heard it, I saw it worded as like, don't be wearing a house 
to, you know, uh, to to a basically to an area where they where everybody there's lacking. Everybody there uh, is is going without basically. Right. And I I heard Fat Joe even put it uh, in the way of. Because uh, he 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 prefaced it with a confession that he used to stick up. He used to do stick ups. Um. It was a uh, rob him, but why why you gotta kill him? Which I mean, to be fair, is yeah, kind of a it, it's a weird question to ask, but yeah, if you were lacking, yeah, that jewelry could have could have gotten you could have gotten you something. Yeah. But now you're a wanted man, and you ended somebody's life. I understand that's not entirely like. Did did they catch the person today? I don't know actually. Um, not to mention they were, lots of people have been blaming, uh, his girlfriend for posting, for posting their location. Uh. I'm going to keep it real. I mean, I am basically a nobody. I'm a nobody compared to these celebrities, but I don't post shit. Like if I'm out, I'm out of vacation. I think you, I've told you this a million times. If we go out on vacation, I don't post until I get back. Yeah, and I feel that I just, I, I, I still, that's not the kind of thing that I can just put on her. Oh, no, I'm not putting it on her. It's just, I, I just, I don't there's do There's people who are, though. Yeah, I, I, I... Namely, Kodak Black and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, no, that's... Which, like, do people even want to hear Nicki Minaj's opinions on stuff these days? No. Isn't Miss, um, oh, <clears throat> wasn't she the one that had a cousin, allegedly, that had his penis shrunk because of the COVID vaccine? Yeah, it was like a friend, a, 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 a friend, friend of a, of a friend, friend, a cousin's friend. Then she's got her... She's also, got, didn't she just have a child with a rapist? Yeah, I was going to say, she's got, her, she's got her rapist brother, she's got her rapist husband. Yeah, no. Uh, she's made like three songs with 6 9 Um, Who, yeah, if, uh, man, if, you, if, you're, if you're a women's icon, you don't need to be making music with somebody like 6 9 Nope. Let alone three collaborations, at least two of which have videos. But whatever, do you, Nikki? Um. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't even know where I was going, honestly. <laughs> no. So you were gonna tell me that they find who did it. No, it doesn't seem like it. Oh. So yeah, basically, um, crime. Yes, it it's primarily, you know, unmet needs, but it's just mad factors, and it's and it's also particular, you know, it, it's it's always particular shit. Like that's why tough on crime legislation is always really weird because it always harps on urban areas, and the shit is always pretty racialized because when it comes to when it comes to reducing crime, especially on on the right, um, they never talk about increasing aid. It, it all they ever want to talk about is punishing and vilifying. Uh, and that's what happens a lot on on the Democratic side too. So I'm saying on the right, as in like um, 
you know, right-wing Democrats too. Look at Eric Adams. His whole thing has been uh, increasing the police budget, uh, you know, respect cops and pro-cop and all the all this pro-cop stuff. But how much is he doing to really address uh, the needs, the un- especially the unmet needs of New York City residents? Doesn't Nada. seem like a lot. Nada. Seems like he's far more concerned with just, uh, you know, being the pro-cop Democrat. So, yeah, um, Bill de Blasio over, uh, over Eric Adams any day. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't actually, didn't Bill de Blasio actually run for Congress? I want to say yes. But I also want to say... No. <laughs> Isn't that a good way of answering stuff now? No. Yeah. It's a long-winded way to say I don't know. I want to say yes, but I also want to say no. No, because it makes it seem like you're kind of sure, but not sure. So it looks like he uh, he was running for the 10th district. But um, but yeah, it's, it, it looks like that's not going to, that, that did not play out well. He withdrew from the race. I guess I guess things weren't looking good. Why? Um, probably that he probably just he wasn't getting he wasn't getting the uh, the support he expected. Basically, yeah. Because I think he was running in Jerry Nadler's district. Jerry Nadler got money, and he got um, he has the support. He's a ranking member of the Democratic Party, so he has. You know, the support of systems that just don't support. Bill de Blasio is pretty progressive. Um, wow, okay. I did not know that he had ended the post-9-11 surveillance pro- uh, program of Muslim residents. That's big. Mm. And, oh, he was instrumental in the implementation of body cams on NYPD. Very important. Oh, yeah. I think there's a, I think Texas is the one that got, wants to get rid of that. Yeah, there's at least one state that wants to, like, make it all good for police to just, uh, are, are, I mean, did we, we talked about how they're playing copyrighted music. Yeah, so you can't play it. Which is, that is, that is some villain shit. That's that is vile. some fucking Cruella DeVille type shit. you should give them all those cameras and have them live streaming so we can all see what they're doing at all times. That includes your donut breaks. Yeah, like, and, and the whole, I, I remember seeing, um, what's his name? So John Bernthal, the guy who plays the Punisher, uh-huh. he has, he, weirdly enough, he has this podcast, uh, and he's like constantly having cops on it. And he's very much just having like softball conversations with them, not really challenging them and very being pretty sympathetic to them when they talk about like, how oh. Feels like police can't be police anymore. Feels like teachers can't be teachers anymore. Right. Feels like doctors can't be doctors anymore. Right. Feels like nurses can't be nurses anymore. Not I'm so much sorry. fun when it's not your when it's not your uh, your interest being served. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Feels like social workers can't be social workers anymore. Mm. I'm sorry. Shall we keep going? Um. That was good, Elsie. No, that that was fantastic, <laughs> baby. I high five myself. <laughs> Let me high five you too. 
Hype. Thank you, baby. Appreciate no, you. That, that was that was that was great. The thing, th- th- this is this is it. The fact is, they want to act like oh nobody is as scrutinized as police. Police get away with literal fucking murder. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And half the time, it's it's not even to protect the people. It's to protect property. Yep. I'm sorry, but every time I see a Blue Lives Matter sticker on a car, I'm just like, you're so full of it. Just tell me what you really are. Honestly. Because there is no such thing. I We cannot say this shit enough. There is no such thing as a blue life. You take that, you take that uniform off, nobody will know you're a cop. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you just look, you just have that cop look. Some of y'all do. Pop a Smurf. <laughs> but like, nobody... The fact that y'all buy that Blue Lives Matter shit, like, you might as well just say All Lives Matter. You matter of fact, you might as well just say White Lives Matter. Because they probably do. Because that, that's what you really mean. The fact that you're... The fact that in response to Black Lives Matter, you say Blue Lives Matter, you, you're already anti-black for that. Even if you're a black person doing the Blue Lives Matter shit, sorry, you're anti... That's anti-black. Mm-hmm. Because... Who in the fuck, how in the fuck are cops part of that, part of that, even part of that conversation? You're either there to protect and serve or you, or, or you care about your, your own interests, in which case don't be a fucking cop. Nobody told you you had to be a cop. Be a firefighter. But, you know, let's keep it real. There's also how many cops are there who are just, they're just failed firefighters. Yep. Oh, like, uh, and, and I don't care that the slogan defund the police wasn't that popular. I stand by it. I'm with it. Uh, and, and if you're that afraid of just like what that entails, you got to really think about how protected do you generally feel by the police? Because when I see police, I don't always feel protected. I more often than not feel like, oh, let me be, let me, you know, let me be on my P's and Q's right now. Mm-hmm. You know, let me. So, yeah. Um, now, with the. Uh, you know what? Since Jerry Nadler came up, I also want to talk about this. Um, let's see if actually we can find the clip. Rashida Talib. Did you hear about her, um, the controversy? No. Squad members climate demand shut down by bank CEO. The fact that that's how you guys titled, how Fox News titles videos means they, uh, they really want to make her sound like she's being unreasonable. When Rashida Tlaib is literally like top 10 most reasonable people in Congress. Mm-hmm. Here well, we go. What happened? So, um, she's being... <sighs> this person's face bothers the fuck out of me. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So, um, 
anybody whose head is not up their ass knows that with the Isra- the, the way that the Israeli government treats Palestinians is effectively apartheid. They are, for all intents and purposes, in apartheid state. They limit the way that Palestinians can move. They don't let them vote in the in in Israeli general elections. So they literally have their own Palestinian elections. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the fucking Iron Dome, which we we just threw a billion dollars at them for their Iron Dome to keep to keep bombing Palestinians. Allegedly in response to Hamas, which Hamas is firing rockets. Let's keep it real. They are. I don't love Hamas's tactics, but they were democratically elected. And how are you gonna how are you gonna criticize a group firing rockets when they're getting rockets fired at them? And oh, and it's always first. It's not like it's not like the Palestinians are drawing first blood. Get the fuck out of here! They've been under. Y- y- you remember that uh, that you know, a human sitting on a cat metaphor that I made last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time the cat is the Palestinians, and the 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 very ignorant or unsympathetic human is the Israeli government. Now, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib came out against that. And and it's not like she came out for the first time against it. She is Palestinian herself. She's been against it. We've known where she stood. Or stands. So she said, uh, and I don't know if they're going to show me the quote here. (sighs) Yeah, Forbes is kind of botching it. Because they clearly... They want to make it. They want to make it seem like it's like it's a more you know a, a more a more nuanced argument. No, it's pretty open and shut. Um, is the Israeli government is a, is an apartheid government? Uh, she condemned this and said that they're that that basically you can't be a strong progressive if you don't can if you if you if you condone the way the Israeli government treats the Palestinians. Now, again, I'm paraphrasing, but she, she was very clear about blaming the government for this apartheid. Then, out of nowhere, comes Jerry Nadler, and I forgot who the second person was, and fucking Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Her face just pisses me off. Uh... For for those who don't remember, she is the uh, she is the representative from around the Boca Raton area. She's a Democrat. She was the former head of the DNC, and she had to resign uh, when it came out how much she was how how many good words she was trying to put in uh, for Hillary, uh, uh, basically against Bernie in 2016. She was there. She had a she had an open bias, and she was using her her job to show it and to help Hillary Clinton become the 2016 uh, Democratic nominee. She and a bunch of a bunch of DNC members who were complicit in it had to resign from the DNC. Obviously, she kept her seat in Congress, and she has won re-election every time since. Interesting. 
Yeah, because... Thank you for the refresher. Yeah, because, I mean... Because, to me, she's just that lady's face. Yeah, let's keep it real, because these are areas that... Yeah, they got money, but it's, like, educated money, so they'll put they'll put a freaking rich Democrat in any fucking day before any type of Republican. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I guess, you know? You, you could have, um... You could have a Maria Elvira Salazar for uh, for the Boca, you know. I, I believe her. I mean, if she's the fact that she's coming out, yeah, she's she's got quite a Jewish constituency. Yeah. And so does Jerry Nadler. He has the the largest Jewish constituency, I think, in New York. I think almost forty. I think it was saying almost forty percent of his district is is Jewish Americans. So, uh, they came out. Basically trying to make it look like she's arguing against the Israeli, the Israeli state's uh, right to exist. That is not what happened. That is, and, and it is emblemic of the fact that that's the only way to make a, a visually salient argument. Uh, an argument that doesn't completely fall on its ass because... When you look at the government, it's very clearly apartheid. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think so, then you don't think that the that you don't think the South African government uh, of a the, the, you don't think the South African apartheid was apartheid. If you don't think so, then you don't think um you, you don't think freaking Nazi Germany was apartheid. You don't think um what is it? You don't think the Jim Crow South was apartheid? If you don't think if you don't think that, really like these. We're all functionally the same. I mean, granted, again, Nazi Germany was different in, in ways, but they were all trying to not just suppress, but basically live in a world where you could almost you could almost trick yourself into believing this minority group doesn't exist. The same shit that uh, Republicans are trying to do now with the LGBTQIA community. Mm-hmm. And which they're trying to do in Italy because uh, the far oh, right party far, just won yeah. big. She's a huge conspiracy theorist too. And she loved her some Mussolini. Yeah. Georgia Maloney. Apparently, I was reading that they've had they had the lowest uh, voter yeah. activity. Like the people weren't really going out there. Yeah, to... politics are apparently pretty weird in in Italy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because. They kept trying to push neoliberal parties in in Italy, like they being America. After World War II, America kept trying to push neoliberal parties. And so the only one with any power is the uh, the Democratic Party in Italy. And they're, again, very much a neoliberal party, just like our Democratic Party. Where sure, there's factions that are center-left, but they're, they're pretty... I mean, there's they're they're more. They're, it seems like they're more like the Tories, like the Conservative Party in Italy. I mean, mm. the, I'm sorry, there that's Italy. The Conservative Party in the UK, mm-hmm. and the uh, the other like the the party that was in power was the Centre Party, kind of you know, kind of like uh, Macron's big tent party in France. Okay, but. Now the party that just went big, one big, is the Brothers of Italy, who are a far-right party. Yeah. And they have a coalition with another, another you know, nationalist 
uh, Italian party that has been seen as far right too. So now the far right is basically the the government in Italy. That's scary. That's very scary because it looks looking like she's going to be prime minister. And she's she's very much against the whole LGBTQIA. She's already attacking Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and very anti-immigrant. Yeah. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. 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 She's... So scary times for Italy. Scary times. Not to mention a uh, Berlusconi, who was a apparently like a big proponent and a big uh, reason for the neoliberal politics throughout the nineties. Uh, he's still running for office. He's still like the leader of his party. Goodness. Yeah. Some of these people are eternal. Yeah, I got to read more about this stuff. We're, we're definitely going to see if we can find out more. And if we can uh, find out just more, that's that kind of gives more context on Italy's politics and political history since Mussolini. We'll definitely talk more about that. But we, just, we also just don't want to... We don't want to... Basically, what we've said is what we can concretely say. Anything else is just is just us kind of surmising stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. But as far as yeah, this is this is what these this is what these types do. Uh, these um, because this isn't just this isn't just about Jewish people. This is about Israeli money, and about using. See what. It's 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 important because the 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 conservative Demo- the moderate and conservative Democrats and like all of the Republicans are very pro Israel. Israel has generally had right wing governments, and again has been generally oppressive of Palestinian people. Uh, there's Israeli money in our politics. Mm-hmm. Uh. Israeli government money, that is. Just like there's a bunch of our money in, in their politics. I mean, come on. We've basically been the big brother just kind of making sure that nobody tries to go into Israel. And Saudi Arabia, for that matter. Because that's, that's another one of our homeboys. Even though we prop up their... Um, not, even, not even though. Uh, with the fact that we prop up their... Uh, you know, their monarchy... But I used to hear that they were popular, so I don't, I don't, that, that, that one's a weird situation. Hmm. Um, crap. So it's just a continued, um, they, they do this to Ilhan Omar too. You know, they, speaking for, speaking in favor of Palestinians always gets twisted into speaking against Israelis. When it's very clear that they're speaking against the government. And also, do you really think that is that all the Israelis want this? That's like say, that's like suggesting that all the Russians want this when there's mad protests in Russia right they're, now they're, for this they're fleeing. draft. They're fleeing by foot. They're going to Georgia and they're going to where, where else is the other one? I think they're going into Ukraine. I guess it has to be like Armenia too. Yeah, they're Poland. Just, Probably Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, anywhere. Yeah, they're leaving. People live like, you know, this is like the the border to like uh, Kyrgyzstan. They live here. Oh no, I'm Kyrgyzstani. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm I'm from Kyrgyzstan. I don't know what you're talking about. 
I ain't no, I ain't from no Siberia. Putin's not my president. Nope. <laughs> Goodness. So, um, yeah, I guess we can close out with some, uh, some talk about home economics. We just finished the second season. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we touched on it uh, so far on the show, but it's about these three siblings. Uh, you're, you, you're bound to recognize at least one of them. I don't know where I know Sarah's actors from. Um, but yeah, we got Tom, Sarah, and Connor. Tom is Topher Grace. You know him as Venom, obviously. <laughs> no, a lot of people hated his Venom. <laughs> But you know him as Eric Foreman. Uh, hanging now. Down the block. Is that what it is? Uh, that's what it's going to be to prevent, to prevent DMCA. <gasps> so he's the oldest. He's mid- they're middle class and they're struggling. Uh, his family. He's married to Marina. She is... Uh, she's... I, I did not know until we started watching that. She is like... Uh, she's a, she's Mexican American, and she is she like has a filmography in Mexican movies, like like there's there's like three that you can pick out just right there, like three re- fairly recent uh, Mexican comedies that she was in. Um. Oh wow, one from this year. Oh, it's a musical comedy. Voy a pasar, voy a pasármelo bien. Who's in that? It's. Let's see. We got. I don't. I don't know any of these names except for Carla Souza. Oh, you're talking about uh, what's her face? Yeah, she Marina's was also actress. Yeah. How to get away with murder? Ah, was she now? Okay. Yeah, she was one of the main characters, one of the main ah, cast. That's right. We talked about how this was like her. How to Get Away with Murder was her first foray into like, uh, yeah, these these, these seem to be her first credited uh, English TV roles, or you know American TV roles. Mm-mm. Um. And then we got Caitlin McGee and Sashio Zamata as Sarah and Denise. They are uh, the middle sibling and her wife. Uh, that they're they're a little poor and they have um they have two adopted kids. Then we got Jimmy Tatro. Now, I only really knew him from the Blue Mountain State movie. But it turns out he was in 22 Jump Street. He was in Grown Ups too. Oh, he was Frat Boy Jimmy. I see, see it. See, there were so many frat boys. Like, the only <laughs> ones I can, I can think of off top are Taylor Lautner and David Henry. And some blonde dude, but I, I never learned the actor. You remember that long-ass handshake? Did you see Grown Ups 2? No. Yeah, I get no. it. <laughs> now, Grown Ups 2 is a hot mess. It, it's really just like a... It's it's a cute movie. It's really for the people who love who loved Grown Ups. Because Grown Ups, it's full camp. But at least it's, it's far more watchable. Um, but anyway. He's a single... Or he's he's divorced. And he's got one daughter. So uh, we have, yeah, basically we have, the, the reason it's called Home Economics is because of how their struggles really stem from the disparity in their income, but they're trying to make it work as, as uh, you know, 
as a family now that Connor's living in the Bay. <laughs> That's how he says it too. Uh, he's not E40. Bay Area. Yeah, so um it's just a fun it's just a fun show. I feel like they really lob a lot of like ignorant white feminist jokes for, you know, for Sarah. When she's supposed to be like the the, the conscious and well-meaning one. Um But they they're they just they just all fit their role so well. They really do. Sarah really frustrates me sometimes. And I feel like they want they want her to frustrate you, but it's like, but when you're letting her just act, she's more interesting than that. Mm-mm. Like, they they again they have they have great chemistry. All the actors, like whatever pairings they were able to fit, they all worked. So that that that's that's something cool. Um, they had the weird friend twice. Uh, who had a crush on Sarah? Spags. I can't. What is that even short for? I still, I still uh, really wonder. But yeah, season three just started. So. We gotta start watching that. Definitely. So big recommendations if you haven't seen Home Economics. Um, I don't expect to talk that little about it. I don't know. You got any thoughts before I recommend another show? No. We got to start season three soon. Definitely. I heard they go to Disneyland. Again? What do you mean again? Wait, no. That was a football game. Yeah. Did you see episode one of that one? No. I did not. Okay. I think think what kind of spoiled it for me is is the name of the episode. And so I kind of got that twisted with the season premiere for, for last season. Because the episode is, you know, makes a pretty big allusion to that. Check it out. What's it called? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Let's just say it because it's it's the name of the episode. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Don't say it. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but that's that's, that's season three, episode one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're, uh, I don't know if they're, are they on the same night? Are they? Let's see. Oh, I think they're on the same night now. Abbott Elementary and, um... Home Economics. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, anybody who's watching ABC on Wednesdays, whoo, you're in for a treat. <laughs> but but also get you some Hulu so you can catch up. Yeah. Great shows. So, I mean, so much to talk to y'all about, but I mean... Yeah, there's just there's a finite amount of time. <laughs> so, we got more on the docket for you next week. Hope you enjoy this episode, and thank you always, thank you as always for listening. Yes, remember to follow us at Freak Show Podcast. That's right, at Cyrex MC at Super Underscore LC and our wonderful sponsor at Mama Dot LC Dot Flan. Put some, some sweetness. sweetness. Is it put some sweetness or add some sweetness? Add some sweetness. My bad. Add some sweetness to, to your, your life. life. And you keep saying put, but it's okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll put add and then in parentheses, put some sweetness to your life. Put some, yeah, add some sweetness and then put some more sweetness on top. <laughs>
Come on. What, what? Yeah, yeah. All right. Got me on the speaker. 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 As we go live at the Freak Show Jam. What? As we go live at the Freak Show Jam. What? Yeah.